Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to our very last uh, show of the year for today, Sunday, December 26th. We hope you guys had a wonderful Christmas holiday, um, and we hope that you continue to have a a wonderful holiday going forward. For those of you who are celebrating uh, Kwanzaa and also hoping that you guys will have a happy new year, Um, just wanted to jump straight into tonight's show. We are excited about wrapping up the year with our year-end review show. There were so many shows this year that I really, really enjoyed, but there's a couple that really stood out to me um, this year, and I just wanted to um, tell you guys about that tonight. My sister has some of her own that she wants to share. So first, before we get started, I'm going to bring Denise on. Hey there. Hey there, good evening everyone, and again, like Janice said, welcome to our last show of the year. I'm excited about tonight's show to share some of our favorite episodes uh, of the year, and we'll probably have a couple of them that will be the same, (laughs) but nonetheless, it will be interesting to hear uh, what we have to say about them. Absolutely. Um, Before we get started, I just wanted to um, jump into this really quick commercial break. How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about friendsbeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At Friends Beauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skin care, wigs and extensions, styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our friends discount program and shop with us today at friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818 691 1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today. (laughs) 
All right. Thank you, Melvin, for that transitional music. Um, we just want to um, say to all of you that's listening out there, if you own a beauty product or provide a service to beauty professionals, we would love for you to advertise with us in the coming year. Um, you can just send us an email at beautygirlsmedia at gmail.com, and we can give you all the information that you need. Again, we are looking for new advertisers for the 2022 um, year here at Beauty Talk. Okay, so send us an email if you have any questions. I just want to jump right into it. Um, I wasn't going to start with this show, but I, I guess I will start with this particular show. Um, again, like I said, there were so many great ones that um, we we had this year. But, you know, we had the Bronner brothers reach out to us, and they wanted to come on the show. They wanted to talk about some of the products that they have. And when I thought about them coming on the show, you know, like in preparation, you know, I wanted to stick to what they wanted to talk about, but a small part of me was like, there is no way I can get the Bronner brothers on my show and not ask them about their big beauty show that they put on every year. It is like the biggest thing in hair care. Um, I, the fact that they were, wanted to be on our show was huge to me. Um, you know, you've heard this their names for years. You've seen their products in stores for years. And some products you've seen may not have necessarily have seen the Bronner Brothers logo or the BB, you know, they have um, several products that's under their Bronner Brothers um, umbrella of, of, of beauty products. Um, but but this, these guys, to me, are like icons in the black hair care industry. And the fact that they wanted to be on our show was huge to me. Um, when I reflect back on the conversation that we had, one of the things that I enjoyed hearing the most, and that was – how they got their start. We had James and Bernard Bronner on the line with us that night, um, back in June, I believe it was, and they July, I believe. James, I'm sorry. July, July. Okay, July. Um, James Bronner went on to start the conversation off talking about the company was started in 1947. Did y'all did y'all hear that? 19 47. That means that this company is over 74 years old. I mean, think about it. What other black hair care product has been around that long? And these and right. this company is still very relevant. And I'm stressing these points just to say, you know, like just to, to say to these young brand owners out there, like, it is possible. And when you think about 1947 and the resources that, that were available mm -hmm. to someone who was trying to create a black hair care product versus all of the resources that's available today, that, when I tell you 
listening to that show was so inspiring. And I, I, I say it because if, if, if you can manage to be in business for 74 years, as much as technology changes, as much as, as you have new developments in hair care products and different techniques and how all the changes that come about each year and within each year, and this company has managed to stay relevant, that means they have managed to, to um, stay in it and to be connected to all things new. I mean, the, the conversation was so inspiring. James went on to say that um, the company was started by his father and his father's brother. They started the company. Now, James, is the, James Bronner is the youngest of six sons, okay? But his generation, James' generation, is the generation that currently runs the company right now. So six sons have been running this company for, oh, my God, I don't know how long, um, because, like I said, the father and his brother started in 1947. And one of the things that he talked about that I was so excited about, when we asked the question, you know, like going forward, you know, what are some things that you guys are, um, you know, that, that they could talk about or mention that they were looking forward to, you know, going forward in the future. And the one thing that he said is basically for Bronner Brothers, the future is female. So these six brothers, these six sons of this one man, now when they, when they get ready to pass the torch, the torch is going to be passed on to the women and the family. These are young women, and so it really excites me to know that going forward it's going to be women, and the fact that it's going to be women representing that Bronner name excites me. Um, and just, and I'm just skipping around. I'm just talking, to, just telling you about the the beginning, how it started, and what they are saying that how how it's going to go in the near in the near future. You guys have to go back and listen to the the whole meat of the interview and catch everything that they were talking about. But it was so inspiring to me just to hear how they began, and it was so inspiring to me to hear how. Um, they're passing the torch on to the young women in the family. Right. And, and I think I was, I was just really stuck. I think I was really stuck at the fact that it started in 1947 and they're celebrating 74 years. It just amazed me. Yeah. What I really loved about that, again, was the part where they said I was excited about the the fact that when they when they pass you know pass on the torch they're passing it on to the the women in the family because now that next generation of Bronners are all female. Mm-hmm. So here it is this this family business has been dominated by the men, but now in the next generation of torch carriers will be all women, and so they were even excited about the direction the company is going to go in. Because, I mean, yeah. as they did state, it, it will be going in a new direction. And that's great. So that, that tells me, because, you know, in 2020, the, the, one of the biggest words everybody used was pivoting, right, and learning how yes. to pivot. 
And I think that's great for a business that's been around for such a long time that they're learning how to switch things up, not because they have to, because they know some things are necessary. They know they know their target market uh, may have changed, and so you have mm-hmm. to you have to represent yourself as a business in ways that attract that target market. You know that you're trying to maintain or that you're trying to get. So I thought that was really um, exciting about it. And it you know, it really was a big deal that the fact that they wanted to come on to our show, um, you mm-hmm. know, that they even knew about our show, and um, and the fact that they came on and they and they just dropped um, a lot of important gems about the brand, um, where the brand's been, where it's going. And there were a lot of things about uh, that family that I didn't know. There were a lot of products that they have that I forgot about. And yeah, you can go exactly. into any beauty supply store in the country and find a product from Brown Brothers. Yeah. You know, they are yeah. still relevant today, especially yeah, when it comes to exactly. black hair care. Black stylists are still using those products. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, the the fact that, these men, for, for two, genera- two generations of men, carried this company to where it is to, to today. Um, and that's very impressive to me because most of the products, and I'm not saying all because they do have some products for men, but the large, you know, the, I would say 90% of their, you know, um, product line is for women. And so for the fact that they've done done this for that long and that, that successfully, I mean, my gosh, I can't keep, you know, I can't stop stressing um, that it's been 70, like 74 years. And it's just, it's just a, it's a great business model. And I will say one thing that I have to mention this, um, it just came to my mind. They offer a mentoring program. Oh, so yeah. I would suggest that you guys go to the, um, the Bronner Brothers website to find out more information about this program. But they do offer a mentoring program. And I'm going to be honest with you. If you are in the hair care business specifically, um, I would definitely, if you're looking for help in any way, I would definitely um, – try to sign up for this program because, I I mean, 74 years of experience, they can pretty much tell me anything, you know, and, and, and they've, and it's been working. It's been working. So you definitely want to go back and check that show out. Um, If you're interested, uh, find out more information about the mentoring program. Um, Again, we had James and Bernard, uh, Bronner on the line back in July, and it was amazing. It was wonderful. I, I enjoyed it. I could have sat there and talked to them hours just listening to um, stories about, you know, doing business over, over those years, you know, and how they got to where right. they are today. And we didn't – we just briefly mentioned um, the Bronner Brothers show. that. That could have been another show altogether. They just wanted to come on and talk about some new products that they had. Um, 
I was right. just trying to throw questions in there here and there because I'm just like, there's no way I can get these people on the on this show and not ask about certain things. Um, but they are they're like icons in the black hair care world, and um, I definitely would like to get them on again in the near future just to talk specifically about you know the Bronner Brothers show and you know things like that. That's definitely a great show to check out. Make sure you go back and look for the show with um, James and Bernard Bronner. That's B-R-O-N-N-E-R. Exactly. No, I, I there was one that I uh, particularly liked because we've done a, we've done quite a few uh, shows this past year on skincare, and there was one mm-hmm. in particular that I really liked. Uh, with Dr. Jenny uh, Mansberg, and it was ESK uh, Skincare, um, which is uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, their website is uh, eskcare.com if you're interested in checking out um, uh, their products. But ESK basically stood for Evidence Skincare, and it's pretty much an Australian-made skincare brand. Um, that's formulated using evidence-based ingredients to effectively repair and slow down skin aging um, while managing a range of common skin concerns. So if you're uh, someone whose main concern when it comes to their skin is aging, then this is definitely um, the line for you. But, again, it also targets um, your different common um, skin concerns as well as far as dryness goes or oiliness or breakout, things like that. It, it, you know, they cover um, all areas of, of the skin. But if you're, if you're mainly concerned about aging, this is definitely uh, the, the brand for you. Um, packaged very well, um, I thought. They have uh, full sizes. They also have travel sizes. They have um, kits that you can buy as well as individual products. Um, they have a great range of products. The one thing that I really like about this brand is they have a skin quiz um, that they will ask you, um, you know, a bunch of questions to, to get a feel for your skin and, um, you know, what what you're looking for for your skin. And then from there, they will, um, they will recommend which products are best for you based on your responses to the skin quiz. And I remember when they reached out to us and they wanted to send us some products before um, they came on the show. So they wanted us to try the products so that we could talk about them when we got on the show. And, you know, they had me take the skin quiz, and I took the skin quiz, and the the products that they recommended were, like, so dead on. And so when I started using, you know, they put it to, all together, like travel sizes in a kit, and the travel sizes, really, it's a lot of product. Depending on how long you're traveling, a little travel size kit would actually um, do the trick, but I love the products um, so much. It was great because you had your morning time routine as well as your nighttime routine, and you saw a difference in your skin. So I really, this is one of the brands that I really um, don't mind recommending to people. Again, this evidence-based skincare, ESK, um, ESKcare.com. Um, I really love. Um, you know, just how the products uh, worked on my skin over a period of time. I love the fact that it, it just laid out my morning routine as well as my nighttime routine. So sometimes we can kind of get 
lazy when it comes to our morning routines or nighttime routines, or sometimes we're trying to mix and match different brands to kind of give our skin exactly what it needs. That's what I loved about this brand. You didn't have to mix and match with any other brand. You could find everything that you needed for your skin in this one brand. And um, I thought it was perfect, thought it was great for, it. you know, didn't, didn't really matter your skin tone. It, it, it targeted your skin issues, and that's what's important, I think, when looking for a brand. And one of my favorites from this brand was their sunscreen. It's called Zinc Shade. It's called Zinc Shade. I loved their sunscreen. It was one of my favorite products from the brand. But Definitely, if, you, if you're concerned about aging skin, this is definitely the brand for you. What did you think about the product? I loved it. And actually, I'm like taking my time with it because I don't want it to go anywhere, you know. Um, because, you know, a lot, so many people that were sending us product were – and, I, and this is just like a lot of other industries, we're having problems like keeping things in stock. Um, mm-hmm. So like if you try to get an order more, it was um, it was a little hard to get stuff like right away. So I've been taking my time with the product, but I really do love it. And just like you said, um, you know, you have your whole regimen in that little bag. So mm-hmm. everything that addresses, you know, when you take the quiz, Everything um, that all of your concerns are addressed in the products that they give yeah, you, I mean, and you I know mean, they'll send you a sheet with the steps. Exactly. I'm sorry. It, it, it addresses yeah. acne, rosacea, oil, pigmentation, again aging. You know, if you got normal skin, this is great for you. Dry skin, if you have sensitive skin. And they even have products for men, so um, I just I just thought it was great. And they stress, they really stress taking that um, skin quiz before you, you know, try to buy products. But they they really stress that skin quiz, which is great, which is great. Because the mm-hmm. thing is, we don't have time to be wasting money on products that we're not going to use. Nobody wants to do that anymore. Nobody wants to buy something to be buying it, and then we don't ever use it. We want to use it, especially when it comes to skincare. You know, that's our first step in beauty before you even think about putting on makeup is our skincare. So we want to make sure we get that right. And so they, sh- they really stress taking that skin quiz so that they can recommend exactly uh, which products, you know, you need based on what you told them in that quiz. Now, you don't have to buy all of right. the products. You can buy the products that you want, but at least they've recommended which ones will work best for what you said you needed or were experiencing. And so that show mm-hmm. was out around uh, April 18th with Dr. Jenny Mansberg and Evidence-Based Skincare, ESK. So that was one of my favorite skincare shows that I really love. I just wanted to give a quick shout-out to um, the ladies of Aurum 79 Beauty, um, Bridget Harris, Natalie Day, and Camille Walker. They came on the show um, and talked about um, their platform, which is RM79, and, um, you know, it's dedicated to representing and expanding access to independent black and brown-owned beauty brands. And so they select mm-hmm. carefully um, curated um, products that meet your needs 
through your evolving beauty journey and, and stages of life. And so you'll go to their site. You'll There'll be many brands um, by black and brown um, owners for black and brown people. Um, and you, you can go to their website, shop the different brands, um, and they, they do some special things on social media um, to, to tell you about the brands, to also to expose the brands. So if you're a brand owner, you definitely want to check them out. But if you are a black or brown woman looking for particular products to address your particular skin, you definitely want to go check them out. And it's aurum79beauty.com. That's A-U-R-U-M 79, just the numbers, 79beauty.com. I just wanted to just give them a, a quick shout out because I do remember I do remember that and I remember um, seeing a lot of really great brands out there on that on their website. Now another yeah. show that this another show that was just so near and dear to me. I'm telling you, it was the for me it was the show of all shows um, this year. And, I know um, what you're talking about. Probably my favorite too. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. This year, we talked to a woman who you and I both have known since the early days of our career. Mm-hmm. And I've always looked up to her. I was always fascinated in a way by her. Um, she speaks with an accent. She's this, you know, this beautiful dark woman. Um, she was very. She she's always been really interesting to me. Um, and then she's also a great makeup artist. We spoke with earlier back actually on May ninth to be exact. We spoke with Matiki mm-hmm. Anoff. Matiki Anoff. Um, she was born in Ghana. She was raised in London in the UK, and she now currently resides and work, um, work mainly out of Brooklyn, New York. Um, again, just very much like the Bronner Brothers story, I was really intrigued by her, her introduction and when she just kind of told us about her story and how she started off doing makeup. And she was saying that, she was really interested in doing um, makeup in the, the medical realm, like people who may have been burned mm-hmm. or, you know, something like that. She mm-hmm. wanted to kind of do makeup for those type of people. So she attended the London College of Fashion because at that time they were the only beauty um, school back, uh, back in the London area that had a course in makeup. Mm-hmm. So she attended the London College of Fashion. Um, and she said that <laughs> it tickled it tickled us when she talked about it, but she said <laughs> she went on this um I don't know if this, she was in this program or this like internship type of thing, and they went there and these she saw all these people who had been burned and all this stuff, and she did nothing but cried, 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 and so her boss told her at the end of the day, you know, I know that you know this is what you want to do or whatever, but maybe this is not for you because all you're doing is crying. We don't need you crying in front of the people and all this stuff. So so she said that's when she realized, like, okay, 
this is not for me. But let me go back because before that actually happened, you know, once you finished the London College of Fashion, um, they would, the BBC, would, which is the, um, the British Broadcasting Company, they would take graduates from the London College of Fashion and they would put them into like a training course. So she said back when she graduated from the London College of Fashion, she was the only black makeup artist graduating. Um, all of her friends, when they made application, they were accepted into the BBC. She was the only person that wasn't accepted. And as a matter of fact, not only was she not accepted, they didn't even take her application. Did y'all hear me? They didn't even take her application. She didn't even get a chance to submit the application. They wouldn't even send her the application. So they was like, no, you know, like we're not interested, what have you. So that's when she went on to, you know, to move forward, and then she started crying after she's seen all these people who've been burned, and then they were like, okay, maybe this is not for you. So she went on to, she said she decided to come to America because her father was here. She was she was estranged from her dad, and she was trying to find him. Um, long story short, she made it to New York, and she met someone who did commercials, and they were like, you know, you you want to, you do makeup, right? And she was like, yeah. So they was like, well, I, you know, we do commercials. We need you to do makeup. And that's pretty much how she started doing makeup by working on commercials. But one of the things that we I, I mentioned to her or talked to her about, and you guys really have to check this, really have to check this show out. It is so good. But, you know, I find it very interesting how, the BBC wouldn't even let her submit an application. But yet, fast forward to um, earlier in the year, she'd won, she'd won an award. She'd won a BAFTA. The BBC is the organization mm-hmm. who's behind it. I'm just like, my goodness, talk about full circle, you know what I mean? And talk about how you like me now, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. It was just amazing. The success of Ma Rainey was amazing. And Matiki was a part of that. Um, she was the makeup designer for that movie. She's won several awards from that movie alone. Um, And this has been a really great year for her and her career um, based on that movie. And she's gone on to do so many other great things throughout the year. She's department-headed the the show that's on Stars called Run the World, and we just recently had um, her key to Mary Delbridge on the show with us recently. Um, But that show is amazing. I love that show. I love the look of that show. Um, Matiki does really great work, and we talked a lot about really great work. Yeah, and we talked a lot about just the industry today, getting into the union, um, about how now that there are more um, opportunities for Black artists to work. And one of the one of the 
things that she says, and, and, you know, Anita Gibson mentioned this also back when we, back in 2020, when we were doing the, um, the diversity shows, but they both mentioned how now with a lot of, with some of these networks now, um, putting out more shows, content with black actors, um, not that you want to be pigeonholed into those shows, but it is an opportunity, more of an opportunity for black artists to work. Um, so we talked about that a lot. Um, she also talked about um, doing lookbooks and, we, you know, and, and working with producers and directors and basically how to, I believe the question I may have asked is like, you know, how do you get your actors to kind of go along with what, the plan is for the look because, you know, you get direction from your producers and directors. And then when the actor comes in for the first time, they want to see themselves one way, you know, you know that the producers and the directors want one thing. Um, You yourself as the artist and the designer of all of these looks want a certain thing. And then we just talked about like how you bring it all together and create these looks and then communicate that to the actor because what the actor may want may be something totally different than what you want. And see, what you want has to fall in line with what the director and the producer want. So we talked about that, and um, she talked about how she puts together lookbooks. She gets her some of her looks, um, you know, um, some looks from Instagram. You know, she has a, a look that she wants. She may pull an Instagram look, and she puts these boards together, uh, these lookbooks together for the director and the producer to look at and to approve. And then she goes in to the actor and say, hey, this is your approved look. You know? So it was very interesting um, to me, her take on it and how she does that. And I remember you, Denise, specifically were, talk- were talking about how, you know, you liked the lookbook concept and how, like, back in the day, like, you know, how we should – go back to doing what we did back in the day. Like, you know, really doesn't matter what the year is, who the actor is. Some things that we used to do still apply for today. And you talked about, um, you know, like you just having the desire to go back to some of the, some of the things that you used to do, you know, back in the day. Um, Right. So it was a it was a really interesting conversation. What was your take on it? Well, I mean, the, the with Matiki, you know, like you said, we've known her for a long time since early on in our career, and the one thing that stood out to me the most was the fact that you know when listening to her, you know, there was a lot of things that she talked about that that um, I had never known before, like the whole thing with the BBC and all that kind of thing, and like a lot of her um, education as far as makeup goes. But the one thing that I took away from that is, you know, you have a lot of people coming into the industry now who, um, you know, they, you know, they just get into the union today and then it's like tomorrow they're trying to be department head and it's like they're trying to rush their careers. They're trying to rush success. And when I think about Matiki and her career and when she started and how she started and where she is now, 
I really enjoy that journey so much more because I know it's for real. I know she's learned a lot along the way. I know that there's so much more that she can still learn and so much more that she can still give back to others who may work with her. Um, But what I really, I really love the fact that she's living proof that if you keep working at your craft, then great things can surely happen. Mm -hmm. But her career was not a career that was rushed. Her career was a career where she took her time. You know, you can go back to her, like, her IMDB, and you can see, like, a lot of the things that she worked on. She wasn't always department head. There were times where she department headed something, and then right after that she may have worked on something as an additional or worked on something as a third. You know what I mean? And that's something that I want people to get in their heads. Just because you work as a department head doesn't mean you're always going to be a department head. Now, if, if that's how you if that's how you, you look at it and think about it, then you may not necessarily work all the time. Not to say that you can't always department head shows, but there's, you know, there's times and places that sometimes you want to work on a project that means so much to you, but yet you're not the department head. You may have been asked by the department head to come on to work. That's because they value, value your expertise. And so, like, her, her, her resume, her IMDb shows that. Like, there are tons of projects that she's on where she's not even the department head. She's not even the, um, the key. She just may be the third or, you know, or an additional but she's got that experience on that other show that may add value to her resume. So I just kind of want people to see that this is a this was a slow journey. This wasn't a long journey. Right. You know, her resume goes all the way back to 1986, you know, all the way up to now, you know. Like, that's some years. That's some yeah. years, and, and that's okay. But that's why she's still here, and I'm just so happy to see someone of her caliber finally, you know, getting recognized and not meaning that, you know, all other makeup artists know who she is now, not even that. I just mean that, you mean that, you know, she's winning awards for her contribution to the industry. Mm-hmm. For her contribution to the industry. So I'm happy to see that. And that was one of the big takeaways for me. I'm just happy to see that, you know, she, she's finally getting what she's, what she's deserved all along. You know, the fact that it took My Rainy's Black Bottom for her to be recognized in the way that she was recognized this past year, you know, it's, it's, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. So it was good Let me to just see. say this. I think that's just an important lesson for other artists to just slow it down. You've got your whole career to have a career, you know? Yeah. But, you know, she's done music video, uh, you know, uh, TV movies, you know, TV series and films. Um, just wanted to kind of just to show you how far back her career goes. I'm just naming some of the things that she worked on. But um, Do the Right Thing, Mo Better yes. Blues, yes. Juice, mm-hmm. Juice, you know, some things we were mm-hmm. watching when we were growing up, you know, Losing Isaiah, Music of mm-hmm. the Heart. The TV series mm-hmm. Spin City, you know, um, Heist, yeah. um, Eight yeah. Mile, you know, Spencer, um, you know, yeah, 
Daddy's Little Girls, The Great Debaters, Brooklyn's Finest, so many good ones, you know. The Wiz mm-hmm. Live, that was one um, that she got a nomination for. Yeah. And and, and the yeah. thing is, you know, like like we mentioned, My Rainey's Black Bottom, where she was department head back in 2020, you know, or at least that movie was released in 2020. But then, you know, but then in, on Wonder Woman, she was the crowd makeup supervisor. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the background. So, mm-hmm. you know, so so that's the kind of thing that I'm saying, you know, department head one, on one project, the next, you know, you're running the background. And then on another show, you know, you, you're the key. And then on another show, you're the department head again. This is a makeup artist, a working makeup artist. You know what I'm saying? She's not going out there looking for all the department head jobs. They're coming to her. But she's choosing, the, you know, the right work that she wants for herself. You know what I mean? So it's like those are some types of things that I'm talking about. This is what makes a, a great career. You know what I mean? Somebody can look at her resume and say, yeah, she knows what she's doing. Because she's mm-hmm. been up through the ranks. She's worked in background. She's worked as a key. She's worked as a third. She's worked as department head. She's got all of the experience all the way around. And that's good to see. That's what producers are looking for. Absolutely. As far as producers are concerned, anybody can be a department head in their heads. They don't care as long as the job gets done. They don't care who does it. Right. They're still in the position. You know what I mean? So it's like, don't think you're so special because you're a department head. You're not. Yeah. So that's that's what I would want, you know, a lot of new makeup artists to take away from that show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the fact that I you really said that it. reminded me, the fact that you said that reminded me of a show um, that we did last year that I wrote down on my list was a show with Debbie Young. And we talked a lot about mm-hmm. that same thing that you just mentioned. Like, the three of us are all makeup artists for film and television, and we talked a lot about basically how this industry is today. And um, we've all come up, um, we've all come up the ranks with the same attitude. Like, I can be department head today, but tomorrow I will work your background. You know, mm-hmm. um, because it's not about the title, it's not about the position. It's about you showing up each and every time, you showing up as your best self doing your best work, you know, and and being happy about being a team player, you know. Right. That's what it's about. It's about getting the job done. It's about making that makeup department look good. You know, and when you right. make your makeup department, when you make the makeup department look good, you in turn make the department head look look good. And it's not like right. you don't go in your job, you don't go into work today. Okay, so I'm going into work today to make my department head look good. No, you're going in there doing mm-hmm. your best work, being your best self. You know, that's going to automatically happen when you go in doing your best work, being your best self. You know, um, too many mm-hmm. people get wrapped up. Too many people get wrapped up in the whole thought and idea of 
you know, I've got to come in here and i got to do a really good job so that they can call me back. I mean, right. don't you want to leave? Don't you want to leave work that day knowing that you did a good job and you were a good person on your best behavior? Doesn't that make you feel good and accomplished? That alone, right? You know what I mean. It's not about going in automatically trying to impress anyone. Um, mm-hmm. So that you know, when you mentioned that, as we were talking about Matiki, it reminded me of a conversation that we had. Um, with Debbie Young where we talked about those kinds of things and just, um, you know, makeup artists coming in prepared for work, um, having what they need in their kits. Uh, there's been so many times working on shows and somebody's come over and borrowed just the basics. You know what I mean? And I'm saying to myself, you don't have eyeliner in your kit? Right. And like, who and who wants to share eyeliner? I know that you can sanitize right. it by sharpening and all that, but it's just like little things like that I've been asked, somebody has asked to, you know, from me to borrow. And I'm saying to myself, and me personally would not dare, I do not like asking for anything. And sometimes, right. you know, sometimes you pack your kit don't know where you put stuff. Sometimes what you're looking for is right in the kit, but you can't see it, and it's like, okay, this person is in my chair waiting, and I'm almost done, and it's just like, you know, you might say, oh, can I borrow, you know, such and such, because you just want to get it done really quickly, whatever, and then once that person leaves, you have time to look for it. But I honestly don't like borrowing things because it makes me feel not prepared. And I myself don't right. like feeling unprepared for work. So, you know, we just talked about makeup artists being prepared for work, having what you need in your kit. Um, and another thing about the kit, when you – and it doesn't matter if it's film or television or some, some freelance job. If you're going on a photo shoot, you ask them to pay you a certain amount of money for the day, and then, you, and then you've, you're also asking them for a kit fee. Okay, so if you're going to ask for a kit fee – Come with a kit. Right. And then when you, when you leave those jobs, whatever you need to replenish your, into your kit, that's what you use that kit fee for. One of the things that I'm really beginning to not like, and, and it begins to bother me, is on film and television sets when people want to come and they want to like automatically start grabbing, you know, we, I need alcohol, I need this, I need that, I need the other, I need brush cleaner. And, you, and I'm looking at them like, did you come with brush cleaner? Did you come with alcohol? Like, and I feel like that, I mean, that's a whole other story, but sometimes, and I sometimes feel like this industry um, department heads and keys have kind of started off with things like that, and now they're so it's so bad that people come expecting. And I'm saying to myself, okay, well, you're getting paid for a kit, so at least come to work with a kit. Come to a work, come to work with a kit with some stuff. Now, if your brush cleaner runs out, of course, come get the brush cleaner and replenish. If your alcohol runs out, of course, come get the alcohol and replenish. 
But to start off, you really should have an a, um, alcohol bottle that's full. You should have brush cleaner that's full because why? Because that's part of your kit, and that's part of what you're getting this kit fee for. So, I mean, I could go on and on and on about it, but those are just some things that just show me, you know, where some makeup artists are at this time. You know what I mean? During these days, it's like people um, just automatically, they're different. That's that's all I'm going to say. People are now just a little different now with with how things were. I just remember back in the day when, when I first started out, it was so different, and people didn't do that all the time. And, you know, people used whatever they brought and then what whatever was available to you you replenished your your you know your bottles with that but not automatically hands out i need the alcohol i need the this i need the that it's so it's so different now and i just really wish um makeup artists would show up a little differently now but yeah but so those are some of the things that we talked about on that episode with with Debbie Young and i i really enjoyed that because you know She's been in the business for like 30-plus or more years, um, uh, very similar to like Matiki, um, and she's seen it all, done it all. So, uh, you know, when we had her on with us that, that night, it was great to have because, you know, it was almost like you could compare notes or – you could just hear from a veteran her take on some of these things, you know, because a lot of people that's been in the business for 30-plus years, you know of those 30-plus years, they're just now uh, seeing some of the things that have been going on that we all may not like probably within the last 10 years, you know? So, Mm -hmm. you know, so – they've spent a good part of their careers seeing things go right. And I'm not saying that things didn't go wrong back when they started, but I'm just saying that it's a lot that has changed in this business. And, um, you know, I just think it's, um, it's just so different from before and, I just feel like um, sometimes makeup artists, and I just say makeup artists because we're makeup artists, but it applies to hair stylists. It applies to costumers, you know, um, people who work on set with the talent. It applies to all of those departments. But I always say makeup artists because that's what we are. But um, I just feel like makeup artists need to be reminded from time to time of how things should be. Mm-hmm. How how things should be. Um, and that's why I like when we have shows like that, we talk about some of those things. And we invited Debbie on the show because we had just come off of a, a, a what do you call clubhouse. it? Um, a clubhouse. A clubhouse, yeah. Clubhouse. This is our first in- clubhouse. Our first introduction to clubhouse. Uh, we were on a panel. Debbie was one of them. Um, Ghazi Young was one. 
Carol Rashid was on as well. Um, and, and we were just all talking, and they were um, pretty much talking about different things with the with the business with this with this particular industry. And so from that, we invited Debbie to come on the show. She may have been our first show of that of, of 2021, actually. Um, and we just kind of it was just kind of an extension of that clubhouse. I haven't been back on clubhouse since, to be honest with you. Um, <clears throat> But speaking of Clubhouse, we we here on Beauty Talk are now jumping on Twitter for the Twitter is it rooms Twitter Twitter Spaces Spaces. So we're jumping on Twitter for Twitter Spaces. It's pretty much the Clubhouse for Twitter. We've been jumping on a couple Sunday nights after the show. We haven't really decided exactly how we're going to do it because some Sunday nights it's going to be impossible for us to jump on right after the show. Um, So it may be something where we may do it an hour before the show, you know, and then lead right into beauty talk. Or, you know, some Sunday nights we'll be able to do it the hour after the show. So it just really depends, but that's something that we've started. I believe we've done it twice already. Um, we were uh-huh. taking a break because we had we had taken a break because of the holiday, but we've gotten a request <laughs> to um, well, it wasn't a request, but one of uh, our listeners and followers um, of Spaces, you know, thought we were going to do it. So I said that we would do it before the year is over. So just stay tuned to our social media um, pages, Twitter in particular, where we'll make an announcement when we will do a, um, we'll do a Twitter space conversation before the year is over. Okay. Cause we're not going to do one after tonight's yeah. show, but we'll do a conversation at some point before the year is over. And, um, and you know, do another year review or, just talk about whatever anybody wants to talk about, but we're definitely trying yeah, to and before our we audience jump off over tonight, there as well. Before we jump off tonight, I just want to um, mention one other show that I, I've rather enjoyed um, this year, and it was one back on May 23rd with Cherie Fletcher, or some may know her as Cherie uh, Zampino, who's the owner of a brand called Whoopash. She's also... Um, one of the actresses of Hollywood Exes, and she's also the ex-wife of Will Smith. And we were introduced to Cherie um, some years ago. I want to say back in, ooh, maybe like 2009, something like that, 2010, when we were planning um, an event that we would do annually in L.A. um, near the BET weekend. And Cherie was going to be – one of the people at our event with her brand, Whoopash, and so she came onto our show some years ago, and she came back on uh, back in May, and I just, I just always really liked Cherie, and I'm, I'm really liking where she is now um, in her life, um, and you know, and what she chooses to post on social media, um, things like that. She's been very inspirational. Um, she comes with, comes to you with the word. <laughs> Sometimes she'll 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 feel something in her spirit, and then she just jumps on um, Instagram Live, and she's got to tell you about it. And so 
I really enjoy following her. But I, we had a really great conversation that night, and that was like um, one of my uh, uh, favorites. And I was glad to see that she was sticking with her product. And this is another thing for product owners. You know, you can start with a brand, your brand, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And you may be working the brand and thinking, oh, you know, it's not where I want it to be. But you keep working at it. You keep working at it. Things change, so you have to change along with it, you know. You keep working at it. If it means you change your packaging a hundred times, change it a hundred times. If you change the name of the brand a couple of times, then change the name of the brand. It doesn't matter, but you just have to keep working at it. You have to hang in there. And so that was kind of one of the things that I got from her that night because she was talking about some challenges that she had with her brand and how people thought she should have changed the name of the product and changed the name of the brand and things like that and, and how she kept it the same and, you know, how she's doing well. And I'm sure with her success from Hollywood exes and people knowing that she's Will's ex-wife, I'm sure, you know, that, you know, you've got some fans from that who's buying the product. But the thing about people who buy your product, you can, you can have all the fans in the world to buy your product, but it's got to be a good product for them to want to buy it again. So, you know, so, and I think she realizes that and she realizes what she needs to, um, you know, put into her business and how much effort she needs to put into her business for it to grow. And so those were some good lessons um, that night talking to uh, Cherie that night and catching up with her. Absolutely. I really enjoyed that show as well. It was, I think it was really good just to catch up, you know, and then just to see mm-hmm. how um, she has really grown her business. Um, and how things have taken off for her. So, so happy for her and looking forward to um, her doing some more bigger and better things as well. And she, I believe she was on, she actually was on an episode of um, The Real. So go back out and catch that um, to check out more about what Cherie's doing. But go out, check out Cherie's interview here on the show, the one with Debbie Young, um, the one with Matiki Anoff, and then... Also, we had um, ESK Skincare, as well as mm-hmm. RM79 Beauty. Go back and check the Bronner Brothers out. They're, they were all this year in 2021. Go back and check all of those episodes out. They were really some great, inspiring shows. Um, also, make sure you follow us on all of our social media outlets. On Facebook, we are Beauty Talk Online. On Instagram, we are beauty underscore talk underscore media. And on Twitter, we are beauty underscore talk. Please look out um, for more information about us doing a Twitter spaces conversation um, sometime before the end of the year. Check us out on all of our social media outlets. We'll be announcing that on all of them. Um, And we thank you so very much for sticking with us this year for your support, for all the playbacks, for all the shares and all the likes. We thank you so very, very much. We're looking forward to doing this again in 2022. And then don't forget, you can follow Janice and I just simply by our names on all of our social medias, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, LinkedIn, whatever you choose to follow. But uh, Janice Tunnell is J-A-N-I-C-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L, and Denise Tunnell is D-E-N-I-S-E. T-U-N-N-E-L-L. All right. And then the first show up 
2022 on January 2nd is Michael Key of IMAX and Makeup Artist Magazine. So please check us out. We will be chatting with Michael Key. Thank you, guys. Have a happy new year, and be blessed. Yes. Good night.